So. Uh, Girk, only one time, but we d did pull the trigger two minutes late, so... Mm -hmm. um, that was not John's fault. I'm not, mm, I'm not claiming well, that one. Well, nope. Well, nope. Well. Hello and welcome to the Bite Size Gaming Podcast, a podcast that's serving up a buffet of RPG topics to get you through your week. My name is Eck and the host joining me this evening are the Dwarven DM, John Christian. Hello all. And the dapper DM, Troy Sandler. Howdy y'all. There you go. Uh, tonight, <laughs> I we have... Uh, we have, a, we have another crowdfunding corner, Kickstarter corner, crowdfunding roundup, whatever these are called. I, I, it's, it's um, a crowded crowdfunding corner. Mm. Yes, it's you a crowded. Say. Yeah, I, I mean, spike someone's fault alone, I believe, um, which will become apparent as we get into this. Uh, it's, I think, though, regardless, we've got a good variety here tonight. Um, so I think uh, there, there's something for everyone. We'll put it that way. Um, even got some a few projects that aren't on Kickstarter, so it'd be it'd be interesting. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're gonna do what we have taken to doing uh, the last few times, and we're gonna start off with Troy's rapid fire honorable mentions. Um, these are the things that didn't quite make it into the larger list for any of the other any of the variety of reasons. Um, but we still want to give a shout out to. I'm gonna go ahead and get us started off here. John's gonna be posting links into the Twitch feed as we go along. If you're listening to this on a podcast, uh, you'll be able to find all these links um, in the show notes. So uh, let's start uh, with option A. This is from me, and it is called the Goblins, uh, a whimsical goblin adventure for five e. Um, so I'll go ahead and just kind of make the quick statement that I think this is a solid, pre solidly presented, really like interesting box set. Um, it's got maps, tokens, character sheets, booklet adventures. It's exactly the type of product that I would like to see more of as far as like the package deal. Um, the adventure box is only 23 bucks, which comes with everything, basically. And then you can get uh, an expanded box for $40. Um, I think both of those price points are pretty reasonable. Um, I think uh, the thing I would note, and I think the thing that I haven't quite decided to pull the trigger on this one or not, and that is because I think that this is a super whimsical, super cartoony, fun, lighthearted take. And I'm just not sure if I would run it, if I would ever find the avenue in which to run this. But, um, as a presentation and as a quality of consistency, I think this is worth checking out. Any other thoughts from you fellows? That looks pretty, it looks, looks pretty cute. Yep. I yeah. That. yeah, I like cool. it. I haven't had a chance to really, you know, dig in and look through what it has, but I mean, the, the presentation is is like I said, it's cute. The maps, the maps looks has a neat little style to it. The the goblins are definitely very interesting looking. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I definitely will be uh, reading through this more. All right, so that's goblins on Kickstarter right now. 
Troy, you've got a calendar for us. I do. It, this is the Fantasy Advent calendar for 2021. Uh, the interesting thing about this is it's you can pledge for two pounds, and every day for the next what uh, 25 days, it unlocks a piece of content. So you don't actually get, you know, they don't send you something when it's done. It starts right now. So you you uh, back the project, and you can go back and look at all of the things that have already been released since December 1st uh, going forward. So anytime that you decide to jump in, you get all the back content as well. And there are it also unlocks voting to take you mm. to the next destination. So whichever... Uh, choice, whichever option gets the most vo- votes is what uh, content is dropped for the next hmm. Advent day. And it's a it's a plethora of different types of content. Hmm. So hmm. You, get, you get items and and uh, let's see, magic items, random tables, creatures, locations, NPCs, story hooks, festivals, encounters, mini games, rumors, myths. And events. It is all original and new content. Hmm. And this is like the second one that they've done. So I've never yeah. seen a Kickstarter that does this, so I'm interested mm-hmm. to see. I think the big question for me is like, so right now they've got 198 backers. Does that number go down on one day to go when it's time to pay up and you've already got all but one piece of content? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, my guess is it's probably not going to matter that much. Like, people aren't going to think to do that. But it'll be interesting to see if they have that fall off. It's not something I would do with anything large. Let's put it that way. Because you do run that risk. Oh, and yeah, you can get you can get all the stuff in, like, all combined. Mm-hmm. I guess PDF or hardback. So it's a little bit more. Cool. All right. Let's see. After that, we've got a project from John... Yep, mine's going to be, I'm stepping away from the tabletop uh, game-o-seer for just a second. I'm a, I'm a big, I love retro gaming. NES, SNES, you know, pretty much anything 98 and back. Maybe a little smattering mm. of PlayStation in there is probably like the only polygon type stuff that I'd, I'd go to. That and like N64, that era is kind of where I, I end my, my, my real love for console gaming in particular. This is called the uh, the GDP uh, the GKD Pro, which is actually a redesign of a held, like of a handheld retro game, or effectively, they redesigned the Game Boy, and it acts as a uh, uh, a gaming system that you can put in your pocket. That you can put uh, it has already existing like twenty existing emulators on it already. And for those of you that are unfamiliar, hmm. then an emulator is just a piece of software that that kind of like acts like a gaming system, right? So you have an NES gaming uh, emulator, SNES, Genesis, Sega, uh, all that good stuff. And then you can add in whatever ROMs you want to that you have at your disposal, and you can play it out of your pocket. And this thing is really, really small. Uh, it fits in a really tight space. It's got PS1, GB, uh, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy, um, and Game Boy Color, some arcade game emulators that are on there as well. Uh, for about 125 to 150 bucks, depending on how soon you get in on it, uh, you've got it's got the same kind of like hand print footprint as the Game Boy, but it is probably 
like a third as thin or a third as thick and half as tall as uh, for mm-hmm. those that are kind of like, I need a good, a good description here. Um, got shoulder buttons, R, R1, R2, L2, L, L, uh, L1, L2, um, and as many buttons as you're needing for like essentially like a Super Nintendo controller, right? Mm-hmm. So you got your, your A, B, X, Y. I, look, man, I, I love I love retro gaming. I've got a Raspberry Pi and a ton of emulators and ROMs and stuff like that that we actually pulled out this past weekend. So being able to put this thing in your back pocket or your front pocket and tote it around airport, bus, when you're on your commute, oh, man, it's fantastic. For 125 bucks, that's actually a pretty reasonable amount to pay. You're going to about have to pay that much, essentially, if you were to try to make your own uh, your own retro pie, like a, a Raspberry Pi equivalent, and it probably won't be the... The design won't be nearly as uh, uh, ergonomic or as tightly packed as this one is. So it's pretty cool. And it's a Kickstarter. They've got, uh, it looks like, 10 days to go. They have definitely hit their pledge level. Uh, they had a 5,000 goal, and they're up to eight, uh, 118,000. Looking hmm. good. 2,500 hmm. plus games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's one of the things. Like, I'm not sure the legality of them adding, including the ROMs or including the games. Technically, they probably shouldn't be able to pack those in. So I'm going to be very interested to see if they're able to fulfill and how they can fulfill if they actually have the games in there. The the only reason why I have my ROMs is I actually have the original carts for. No, it it says unlimited games, drag, drop, and install. Right. So. It's yep. it's saying that it can hold or it's compatible with up to twenty five hundred, but that they're go. not actually added on. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, it's got a uh, it the the double TF card that they have installed on it up, supports up to five hundred and twelve gigs of data, so you can put that the the big games are going to be not going to be your that's anything that's like three D right N sixty four PlayStation PSP looks like they've got they have uh, support for those too. Uh, battery play is up to six hours, depending on the games that you're running. If you're running like pixelated games, it's probably not going to chew up as much. It's a three and a half inch IPS screen, which is reasonable. Uh, it's pretty mm-hmm. bright. That should be a pretty bright and pretty clear screen to work out of or work off of. And yeah, unlimited games that you can drag and drop and install. So it's essentially just like a, a an empty frame that you can play games off of, but you have to supply the ROMs. Very cool. That's cool. Yeah. All right, Troy. Oh, oh, me again? Okay. That's you, yep. Uh, I just wanted to to, uh, to drop a little bit of, on Yarg's Guide to Puzzles and Traps for 5th edition. Uh, it's got about eight days to go, way funded. Um, this just has some cool ideas on, on how to do traps, uh, different types. Um, I, I like the, the artwork that's in the, uh, in the book. I like the the layout and design of the the maps to show you how the traps work and things like that. Um, if you like traps and puzzles, this looks like a pretty solid uh, hmm. solid thing. If you like to put like interesting traps and stuff like that in your dungeons, um, not just your run of the mill. Here's a pit trap. Here's one where the rocks fall, everyone dies, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. Yarg's Guide to Puzzles and Traps. So, I mean, why belabor the point? It's in the title. If you like traps and puzzles, check it out. It looks it looks pretty cool to me. Yeah, I like the way that they've got the designs in here. Kind of like that isometric display of the dungeon and how where all the trigger points are, where the water's coming in and out of the rooms and things like that. I like the I like that design. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's easier for you to kind of. 
to put it in your head as the DM and then deliver it to the yes. other players to know where kind of where everything sits because that's a key thing, especially if you're using if you're doing more of the theater of the mind. You have to have something to go off of that is more than just descriptive text to do that. So I, I dig that. That's cool. Yeah, and like I said, the artwork is actually really, really good. I really mm. do. Mm. So awesome, awesome. All right, John coming in with another retro game. Yep. Presentation. Yep. I'm on a kick. I was on a kick this week. Uh, so the other one that I've got is Copper Jacket, which is a brand new game for the NES. Oh, oh so if you still have your your Nintendo Entertainment System uh, in your your mom's closet, or maybe down in your basement somewhere, they're they're still publishing games. Nintendo isn't, but a lot of private and independent gaming uh, game designers and developers are putting those together. So Copper Jacket feels a lot like um, like a combination of like Ikari Warriors and uh, maybe a little Metal Gear, old school Metal Gear in here. A lot, a lot of blues and greens is what I've, I've noticed. Blue, greens, and grays. Uh, the main reason why I brought this up is because I think it's a it is a cool niche uh, part of the the video gaming community that they are still supporting the NES uh, with new games. And I just think that's cool. I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you if the game is any good or not. I watched the video, but I mean, like playing it is is something entirely different. I don't know how buggy it is or it's going to end up being because the programming for NES games is super complicated. You only have you have such a limited amount of memory space to work out of. Um, the ROM for the game was actually programmed at the assembly level. It's not written in a high-level language. It has uh, 64K to work with. So they're trying to keep it as old-school as humanly possible with this thing. Mm-hmm. They're working within the confines of actually making an, uh, an NES game, which I think is really cool, too. So it's kind of like a, a modern artifact item, uh, which mm-hmm. I respect. It's pretty cool. That's cool. Right on. Hmm. All right, Troy, last of the rapid fires. Last of the rapid fire. Uh, if you've played D&D or any fantasy role-playing game, uh, this this thing should be fairly uh, inspirational for you because this is the Revenge of the Cobalts for 5th edition. It takes a 4th edition challenge adventure and uh, puts it into the world of 5e where you take on the role of the Cobalts. Hmm. Uh, mm. I, just, I, I love this idea. The, the first paragraph sets the tone. For as long as you can remember, you have been victims. Even after reducing the senseless attacks on nearby villages and trying to lead peaceful, isolated lives, they still came. Every few weeks, another group of heroes would barge into your lair just because it was there, and they would not hesitate to try and kill everyone in sight and take all the precious things you struggled to collect. Sometimes... Your clan was able to beat them back. But other times, you simply weren't so lucky. When your clan's going in on their ninth chieftain in the last six months, you know you have a problem. And basically, you're, you're, you're uh, setting up your lair to uh, fight off the, uh, the incoming heroes with different traps and choke points and things like that. It's, it's a, it sounds like a fun little one-shot uh, you've got hmm. the Revenge of the Cobalt's and Reve- uh, Player's Guide, the Revenge of the Cobalt's DM's Guide. The artwork is kind of fun. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it just looks like a. This would be quite the kick, I think, to play. Probably a fun little way to get some uh, some youngsters involved too, because they get to play the the little Cobalt's. 
It's funny you mentioned that. This this reminds me of, I think I've told you guys about this before. I may have mentioned it on the show. Nobody Likes a Goblin. Yep. The book that I've read to Daisy. I read it to her every single night. She has it memorized. She would die to play this game. And I've been trying to figure out exactly how I wanted to do a, like a, her first D&D session. Mm-hmm. She's almost six now. And I figured, mm-hmm. And she's been begging me to teach her how to play D&D. This, uh, I backed it. I literally just clicked all the buttons to go ahead and back it because I think that she'd get a kick out of it. They may be cold. I may have to explain what a kobold is, but she definitely understands the concept of a bunch of jerk adventurers coming in, ransacking a dungeon where somebody already lives and it's their home, and they have they're just coming in as uh, as uh, murder hobos and taking it, plundering and pillaging and taking what they want. So I like this. This is cool. Good call. Good call. I try. Awesome. All right. Well, let's turn over uh, a new leaf and go straight into our main products now. Um, we've got we've got a whole collection for you. Um, these we'll spend a little bit more time with, but you know what? Actually, this first one, there's not a lot to go over, so it's a good segue in. Um, this is one that I found on Indiegogo. It's called Ronin. Aaron Alexander's Ronin, a retro-futuristic tabletop RPG inspired by the 1980s. There you go. Um, let's see. What can I say about this? Um, it's got... It's a lot of just... like um, If you watch the videos and things that it's tied to, um, it's very much like trying to milk 80s aesthetics and to some extent age 80s nostalgia um for all it's worth um but i kind of like the way that they're starting to present this and i don't know if it'll be followed through i don't know when this project goes live um if if it'll have the same presentation or something different um but i kind of dig retro futuristic chicago and this kind of like uh like kind of uh what's the right word for this um almost like a a classic rpg presentation right like i get very much uh, a feel of like the non D &D RPGs that were produced back in the 80s from this mm-hmm. book. Um, so kind of like you were talking about with your retro NES games, John, it kind of hits triggers some of those thing, same feel. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, that's what they're maybe going for here. Um, so, don't know much more than that, but uh, this is one that I have subscribed to, and um, when it goes live, I'll probably be talking about it again. That's cool. Yeah, I get get what you're saying. There's like a almost like a, a anime '80s anime aesthetic to it. It, remind, it makes me think of like uh, old uh, Saturday morning cartoons that were that transplanted over from Japan to uh, and were dubbed mm. over in the states. Yep. yep. Like like yeah. if they if like they'd like uh, it just it has that that vibe to it, which I. I, I appreciate. I love. It does very definitely have that. It tickles the the nostalgia fancy, right? Yeah. In a person. Mm-hmm. For some mm-hmm. reason, it gives me a masks. Oh vibe. my god! You were thinking like I didn't want to say it because they didn't have like an actual 
car or anything like that that looked like mask, but that ant that the artwork looks like yeah. mask so yeah. much. Mm. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Cool. Well, that's all I got for that one. We don't have a lot to go on, so um, I'm gonna yeah. turn it back over to John. Oh boy, I'm. Uh... <laughs> so this one <laughs> reminds me of like a, a gamified version of a chick track. For yes. those of you that are not familiar with Jack Chick. Um, uh, this Stephen Rhodes is uh, I'm familiar with the artist and I've seen some of the, the artwork that he's done in the past on t-shirts but I did not know that he was making games or they were, or they were making games based on his artwork uh, it's a very uh, 70s style um, like inking and like and uh, uh, like the base artwork and the coloring and things like that. it's really simple flat comic book style like 70s comic book style colors um, but the, this is actually volume two for this Kickstarter. This Kickstarter is, mm. uh, the dark retro worlds of artist Stephen Re- uh, Rhodes with three easy to learn card based games. Uh, the three games are cryptozoology for beginners. Living well is the best revenge. And then let's call the exorcist. Uh, this, <laughs> <laughs> uh, these are actually, uh, like, not sequel, but like this is the, the volume Two volume one consisted of let's summon demons, uh, let's die for treasure, and then I can't read the other one. Um, but I mean, <laughs> that's I a weird name the, for a the, game. That text is too freaking small. What's that? That's a weird name for a game, it is right. Uh, well, I actually I love oh, there it is. Um, no, I still can't read. Let's die for treasure is like the best. That sounds like a podcast name for uh, for a bunch of for a bunch of players like to be on the other side of it. The dungeon master is not allowed to be on that podcast at all. Um, this but, company okay, so, though, Cryptozoic Entertainment, is mm-hmm. they've done some cool stuff. They did mm-hmm. the Dark Knight Returns, the board game. Oh, that's cool. Um, they did um, 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 the Walking Dead No Sanctuary. They did the two Ghostbusters games board game, and then uh, board game two. Um, like for Ghostbusters too. So like, like they have a pedigree of, mm-hmm. of knowing what they're doing with games. So. And and the other game is uh, don't talk to strangers. There you go. Don't That's talk to strangers. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so Cryptozoology for Beginners is a creature drafting set collection game for the entire monster hunting family. Living well is is the best revenge. Bury your opponents in a pile of points in a dice game of fantastic proportions. And then finally, gather your friends for a social deduction game that will make you say, let's call the exorcist. Look, man, the, the artwork is hilarious to me. And just like it is, it lampoons oh, all the, mm-hmm. the, the satanic panic, like so hard in some of the, in some areas. Which is, it's so funny. Um, the, they all have like, there are tokens and there are like paperboard minis, card based uh, aspects of it. Uh, some dice rolling mechanics, things like that. Just if for no, no other reason, the aesthetic of it alone. This this to me is a shelf item. I would oh, totally yeah. throw this on my gaming shelf, um, just to, to to capture and just totally steal the vibe. They mm. actually go into pretty good detail uh, also about what's in the box and how to act, the actual the basic mechanics of the game. Pretty simple. Uh, and from a you get three games for fifty five bucks. Yeah. Three yeah. games. That's not bad at all. And if you, you can always double up and you can get in this, this is volume two is what they're trying to trying to get out there. But you can also in tandem, if you missed the first first time through, uh, oh, you can yeah. get volume one and volume two uh, all in one go, which I'm whew, I I settled. I'm definitely getting volume two. 
I'm really trying to keep myself from pulling the trigger on on just getting all six. And if nothing else, they'll collect dust on my shelf, but they'll be hilariously placed there. It's just I absolutely love this. So I, hmm. every time I look at the one, you know, the let's call the exorcist, I I flash back to that that old timey you know thing when you go to the movies. Let's all go to the lobby. lobby. Let's go. Yeah. I, <laughs> If if, uh, if they were still like making commercials for games like they used to, that would be like the tune that uh, they would have for uh, Let's Call the Exorcist. Yeah. yeah, and the artwork is hilarious. And again, it's it's to- it's intentional. It's meant to be poking fun at at all of it, right? You've got oh, like yeah. is that one card is called it's a mischief card, and it's called yeah. uh, is that you, Satan? And this <laughs> <laughs> and. There is a picture of a kid pulling his, his shirt up, and there's a face talking where his chest and stomach are, and all the kids around him are laughing and pointing at him. It's like the most ridiculous you know, thing I've seen. It's not nice to body shame. That's true. I know they shouldn't, especially whenever mm. it's it's not really their fault. Right. <laughs> it, is a super, it is a supernatural entity that is they, uh, that's responsible for that. So, well, yeah, hey. I'm a... Uh, I, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Awesome. <laughs> they, they, they got me. Oh, man. Let's move along to <laughs> Fey Encounters by Troy. Now, Troy, yeah. uh, I think that this book has arguably one of the best covers I've yes. seen on a third-party supplement for 5G thus far. So mm. go ahead and talk to us about yes. it. Yes. This is going to be kind of like a, a double whammy for this one and the next one. Okay. Uh, Fey Encounters. By T.A. Gray. Uh, 17 days left as of this recording. Uh, almost $12,000 of their $3,000 goal. And it is exactly what you expect it to be. Uh, it's a collection of 60 random encounters um, set in the Fey Realm for 5th edition. Uh, whimsical, dangerous. Um, it's an ideal companion for the Wild Beyond the Witchlight campaign that's currently out there right now. Uh, the artwork is freaking cool um the all the encounters are scalable um 75 plus pages of content they've got dmless encounter cards mm-hmm. so that way you can do this do these uh, little adventures solo uh mm-hmm. digital tokens printable paper minis uh digital battle maps um mm-hmm. they got a, they got a free uh free download preview mm-hmm. um and as you scroll down, the picture that is uh, titled "A Once Docile Treant Is Infected with Elemental Magic." Come on now, that yeah. that treant is is awesome, right? Awesome. Mm-hmm. Can That's I, sweet. Can I make a comment? About, like, like, so everything that I is presented here is awesome, right? Like, mm-hmm. they do such a great job, like with that cover. I think the 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 idea of like sixty encounters is great. Tokens, maps, and blah, blah, blah. Like, everything is great. Um, why do we... Why is this so small? Like, we, we have a January 2022 release. So, like, almost all the art has to be done. Mm-hmm. Mm. The layout... Like, they have to be just staring at layout at this point, right? Like... Um, and they're fulfilling through drive through So, it's... That's where we've got to be sitting. Um... Why do we only see like three pieces of art here? Mm. Mm. 
I'm going to bet money, all right? Here's what I'm going to put my money on. And I don't care about this, all right? So, like, this isn't me trashing anything. It's just something to be aware of. To me, this implies that the book is full of art that does not live up to the cover. Mm. I think that it's probably going to be either stock art or black and white. Um, because, like, they have a they have a quick start guide that you can download for free. Um, and it's like four pages and there's maybe two character pieces of art that you don't see in the, um, in the campaign. And that's about it. Um, and those two pieces of character are, are in a different style, which again leads me to believe that maybe we're going to be seeing stock art and things. Anyhow, that's just a quick note because I think this book looks awesome. I think the quick start is cool. I think the pitch is great. It's just weird that they seem to be keeping the actual content of the book as far as like a preview of it or like a here's what it's going to feel like pretty close to the vest yeah. yeah could be I don't know I don't, know. I, I don't a person, again personally like I think this book if it has all black and white art and whatever I think it's still going to be a win it's just a it's just a note well, also like the little the little headings on in the on the Kickstarter page, like where it says DMless play. Yeah. It's kinda of like a little section of art that nowhere else on this page I don't think have I seen what that little snippet belongs to. So mm-hmm. they could you Maybe. Know, yeah. Here's a, here here's some big art pieces and then here's like little teasers of other pieces of art. Yeah. So I'm 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 crossing my fingers like like if I don't back this one and it's full of like crazy art that and the the interior matches the exterior I'm gonna be super disappointed right mm-hmm. that I didn't back it right and if I back it anticipating what this is and I get in the other I'm gonna be like oh but again it can still win me over by the content of the book so I'm, yeah. I haven't quite pulled the trigger that's true uh, chaos is asking maybe they haven't paid for it yet but the fact that it has a January 22 release date means that if this 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 campaign is going to end in 17 days so they're promising to to have all art finished uh, within a month basically and that's not going to happen if you're filling a book this size and you haven't started yet. But, again, cross your fingers. I And, and we have a book that happened before this, that Book of Wands, Troy, that you, mm-hmm. you talked about. So it's possible. Like, I don't know what that book turned into, but that might be a good reference point if people check that out. I did like that book. I, 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 got, mm-hmm. the, I got the Book of Wands in PDF. It looked really cool. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, you had another one you were going to talk about. I yeah. did, and this one kind of goes right along with uh, that one. It's called. It is by uh, Patty Finn, who I have talked about before on the show, mm-hmm. and he is releasing another mag of holding Breath of the Feywild book for Five E, and it's full of adventures, monsters, spells, magic items, NPCs, new rules, and original artwork plus more. Uh, there's eleven days to go. As of this recording, and they are sitting at twelve thousand dollars of their four thousand dollar goal. So, and it also, and Patty Finn puts out awesome stuff. Um, they're they've always delivered uh, on their kickstarters. They they all look good. They've all got really cool content. 
and this one I have no doubt will be the same way it funded in an hour hmm so that mm-hmm. tells you that Patty Finn delivers yeah 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 yep. Um, exactly. But I mean, the Breath of the Fail, the, the artwork throughout the page looks really good. Uh, lesser mimics, uh, jackalopes, moss behemoths, some uh, minor. They've got, uh, let me see if I can find this again. Okay, we got four adventures and maps, seven fae familiars, which uh, uh, you could have a lesser mimic as a familiar. So that's mm-hmm. kind of a that's kind cool. of an interesting thing. Uh, jackalope, Dracokit, lesser phoenix. Uh, new monsters, uh, Witch of the Willow, the Moss Behemoth, Arundal, Drakdinya, and that's when that one's uh, subject to the stretch goals. Uh, 23 magic items and more, like five new spells, a new bard subclass called the College of the Two Courts, uh, new backgrounds, uh, Kaylee's Cauldron with Jenny Die. Um, yeah, hmm. d- just... The, these mags of holding are just jammed full of stuff, and they they've always got on there. If you if you want to go back and try to snag some of the past uh, issues, you can do that. They've had Gothic horror, Frozen Wastelands, Pirates and Seafaring, and now uh, Breath of the Feywild. I have the other ones; they are all pretty cool. Yeah, you know, for the artwork to be as plentiful in this as it is, and as it's. It's good artwork, man. Yeah, their yeah. pledge goal is really, really small. Mm-hmm. I'm, su- I'm surprised by how small it is. They're doing, they're doing obviously they're doing better than their pledge goal at this point. They're at like it was approximately four thousand, and they're they're at they're above twelve right now. Yeah, but uh, there's I mean their the presentation is really, really good, and it's tight. They're uh, mm-hmm. I, I like their layout and design of what they've got. They're what they're presenting. Um, I think it's uh, it's a lot of really cool ideas. There are even a couple of little attack-ons here at the end where they've got a, an adventure based on uh, We Wish You a Scary Christmas, a one-shot for a level five party uh, where you're able to destroy the coal star and save Christmas. Uh, and so it, it includes Santa's little yelpers, Santa's rain fear, and of course, Santa Claus. That's C-L-A-W-S, Claus. There you go. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, John, all right. I'm really glad you, if you hadn't yes. snagged this one, mm-hmm. I was going to. Um, mm-hmm. I think this one is, honestly, I think you stole both of the, uh, I'm, a, I'm biased, all right? But I think you stole the two best ones Oh my. Uh, from my, this, this, this two-week period. Um, and this one is really good. All right, go for it. Yeah, so Salvage Union. A post-apocalyptic mech tabletop role-playing game powered by the Quest RPG. Not super familiar with the Quest RPG as a as a game mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, the the this aesthetic reminds me a lot of Tales from the Loop, which is one of the reasons why I I, I clicked on it. There's a lot of like the artwork is big and odd and uh, evocative, and that's what kind of uh, what pulled me in, but. Uh, you play as a ragtag group of mech pilots who make ends meet by uh, salvaging scrap within a post-apocalyptic wasteland. That sounds familiar, doesn't it, Troy? It does. Uh, the entire ecosystem and community live on a huge ship-like mech known as a Union Crawler, which looks dangerously close to an ad from uh, Star Wars, where they, uh, 
with a with a big ship essentially uh, attached to its back as well. Uh, you range out on the crawler on your scrap-built mechs to tackle the denizens of the wastelands in a constant hunt for salvage to upgrade and to survive. Man, this just looks so freaking good. If nothing else, they sold me on... I, I want both... Like, this is the first time I can think of where I want the, the, the standard core book art... And I want the special edition art, both. The okay for those that are they're uh, clicking the links and looking at home or not able to see, Salvage Union. Uh, it is a the the beta quick start guide. It looks like a Haynes Automotive repair manual. Yeah. Uh, it looks so sweet. Holy crap! I would love for that to be on my shelf. It's got the the core rule book is fully self contained system that includes everything you need to run and play the game. Uh, it's on A5 hardback, so it's a, a smaller footprint mm-hmm. on your shelf for shelf space. 300 uh, plus pages to the rulebook, it says, I guess. Uh, that includes um, t- mech chassis, pilot classes, mech systems and weapons, modules, pilot abilities, uh, the core rules, detailed lore, art, more and, and more artwork, etc., etc. Mud later, lasers, mud and lasers, excuse me, and lots and lots more. The dig- there's a digital edition. The, the core physical edition is the one that I just described that has that Haynes manual uh, aesthetic to it. And then the Salvage Wor- Union Workshop manual is a looks like a linen uh, navy hmm. blue or like a, a, a dark blue with gold foil embossed um, a hand or a hand clenching a, a, um, a, a wrench inside of a cog. I mean, it just looks really, really sweet. But I would want both, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some of the stretch goals and add-ons are like a patch of the same uh, that same image. It just looks the interior art looks so good. I love that they lay out. It reminds me a lot. We were talking a little bit about it, like early two thousands, um, kind of like a, a layout and design of some of the old uh, West End games. Star Wars mm-hmm. uh, layout mm-hmm. looks a little bit like that, where it's very it's black and white and it's plain, but it just looks it looks like the interior of a manual uh, almost. Yeah. Yeah. And I absolutely love mm-hmm. that. Uh, they've mm-hmm. got the diff- they have a couple of different examples, like the brawler mech, the mantis mech. They have some examples of the pilots, uh, where it's like scout engineer. Um, yeah. Oh man, holy crap! This thing looks so freaking good. There's a campaign mode that they've got in there, a mission mode. It's more focused on like, uh, you know, like uh, for lack of a better term, like a bite-sized adventure as opposed to a long-form campaign. And it just looks absolutely stellar. I want to play in this sandbox so badly after looking at this. The, so, yeah, I think um, I think that the only question that I have for this one, and I agree with everything you just said, I mm-hmm. really want to know, and I'll probably be posting a question in their comment section. Do I need to own the Quest RPG book in order to play this? From, from what oh. they're saying in here, from what I just read, no. It, if you look, uh, it says the core rulebook is fully self-contained system that includes everything you need to run and play the game. Okay. Everything should then be in there, according to their, what, they're, what they've got on their Kickstarter page, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, great. If that's the case, I think I'm in, Right. Like, I just, like, to me, that's a big request, right? Mm. For a system that I don't know anything about Mm -hmm. and doesn't have a big following or anything like that. This book is, what what is it, like 40 bucks? Uh, Well, Uh, for the base one. uh, 
Yeah, yeah. So, so that's not unreasonable. If I have to go buy another $40 book, it starts to be tricky, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, it, we're, I'm it gonna says do my 300 homework plus. Here. That's one thing that's like, I it's, would, the 300 yeah. plus pages, I'm assuming. Yes. That's a, that's a, pre, that's a pretty, that's a pretty, that's a pretty hefty dense thing. Book. Like I, yeah. I hear a lot of statements that you're making that make me feel good about it being all one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that would be the trickiest bit is if it, if I turn around and it's like, oh no, you, it has some of the rules for, for quest, but mm-hmm. you need to really own the other book. I'm like, well, crap. Yeah. So let's see here. Like it says rules for the mediator. I'm assuming that's like the GM or the DM to create their own NPC mechs, pilots and creatures from scratch rules for campaign play based on exploration. Uh, the core rules to run and play salvage union. Whatever that means. That, but that doesn't, yeah, that's not. It doesn't say like the full, I see what you're saying. What I would love to hear is a statement that says the rules to play quest, a quest RPG game, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, so whatever. Uh, now, uh, Bear Droid is talking about it looking like if Free League did Battletech. Here's the other thing that we should point out about this yeah. project. All right. Um, the pedigree of the writers, our creators, because it is, um, uh, I, I mean, I'm not going to be able to, like, I don't know some of these people, right? Um, but the writers and editors, Virginia Page is on this, and she worked on John Carter of Mars and Star Trek Adventures from Modiphius, and Diego, uh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce his last name, but it's Diego Old School, or Old Skull on Twitter and uh, he worked on Halls of the Blood King and um, he also uh, I've, I've, I think I follow him on Facebook or something like he he does a lot of stuff in the RPG world so he's he's interesting Virginia's interesting um, and then Jared Crater is an editor and he is an editor on Tuesday Night Games books which is Mothership right yeah so you got Mothership, Modiphius, and this other fellow who does, I think, I think some of that is uh, OSR inspired stuff. Uh, so that's a, that's a widespread and an impressive spread from the writer and editor team. That's pretty cool. I, I believe his last name is Nogira. Okay, perfect. I'm looking at the quick start guide that they give. It looks mm-hmm. like everything is in here. It's essentially like the, the, like a basic set D and D breakdown, and there's more. Okay. There's enough. There's enough to, to actually run the game off this quick quick start guide. From what That's I'm seeing. Awesome. Cool. All right. Perfect. The, well, then, yeah. The artwork, the color artwork in this is giving me uh, vibes of the old uh, heavy metal cartoon. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. 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 Cool. What I was getting at too is like with the whole tales from the loop thing. One of the things that mm-hmm. like about that aesthetic that I really dig. First of all, the color palette is really sim- similar, and the you've got like the scale a really good a good depiction of scale of how huge these things are by comparison to how they dwarf um, yeah the normal person which i think is really really important and there's also like a there's a a, a degree of whimsy to some of the the mechs mm-hmm. that they've got like there's one that looks like like a like a pack mule of some of some sort yeah. right that's in here like yeah. a mule cargo mech Right. Yeah. That's the one yeah. where it's like, like one Lucas step removed from Star Wars, right? Yeah, exactly. Like a do back, right? Yeah. Uh, kind of a vibe to it, but it's just a mechanical version of it. And it's like that the, the Tales from the Loop 
uh, artwork where, yes, you've got these huge constructs and these things out there, and the people that are around it are just like, yeah, it's, this is how it mm-hmm. is. It, it, yep. No, no big deal. And mm-hmm. it, this really lends it itself to. It's a really smart use of black and white line art on interior art. Uh, you can kind of get away with a lot, and it's very, very forgiving to fill a book with this kind of thing because it looks like schematics and uh, and mechanical uh, drawings of the different um, uh, of the different mechs and the parts that that come with them to put them together. Hmm. Cool. All right. Well, let's move along. Uh, that was a great one, but let's move along. Uh, we got several more to go here. Troy, you got another one. I do. Uh, this was really interesting. This is called the the shitty not compendium uh-huh. uh, by hmm. Sam Comerford. This is his uh, first created, first Kickstarter created. Uh, he runs the role playing and role playing podcast. And uh, why is it called uh, shitty? It's because he calls all of his ideas shitty. And he just comes up with ideas on the podcast and fleshes them out. And, you know, if they're cool, they're cool. If they're not, they're not, whatever. But to him, they're just all shitty. So, uh, <laughs> it's, I, I just, I love that uh, idea. Um, he's got like 20, he's got 20 character ideas for each of the 13 official 5e classes. So over 250 total. And they're all bad. And they're, they're all, all bad ideas. They're all yeah. shitty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 20 spells, monsters, and plot ideas each. So more shitty ideas. <clears throat> and then 50 shitty items. Um, so as an example, for those that are still stuck on the, the shitty, mm-hmm. he's got some shitty paladin ideas. Um, a dragonborn paladin slash bard who doesn't know whether or not they're talking about scales, scales, or scales. A Warforged Redemption Paladin who campaigns to change the name to Peaceforged. Hmm. Uh, yeah. This is one of those books that we were just talking about this before, like maybe in a different way, but it's one of those books that's like, I will get no use out of this, but it's probably going to be entertaining, right? Yes, like, exactly. It's like a, what, what, what they used to call like a bathroom book. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. the, only, the only reason I've, I've got it is to read it. Hence, like, hence the shitty. It's <laughs> shitty. That's right. Oh, thank you. Now, yeah, thank you. I serve that one up to you. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, uh, it's like, I, I, I like the way that it, some of his writing is pretty funny. It's very conversational. It's very conversational. The yeah. now st- sticking on this paladin theme, the mm-hmm. one there's two that I really, really, really like, and I and there, there's probably more, but these are the two that caught my eye right away. Two paladins who made an oath of marriage to each other. They gain extra abilities when they are close to each other. Mm. So that's kind of a that, kind of a neat idea. I don't you know no, I don't know how cool. you want to put that in camping. And then the other one that I've actually had this idea before: a paladin who has made an oath to safety and tries to get the party to follow the safety code at oh all times. God. And he and my addition to that was they worship the god Osha. And instead of a shield, it's a giant clipboard. Nice. So, so if you're trying to make a paladin even more annoying yes. to the party, <laughs> yes. not only do now, you have to do what is right and righteous, but you have to do it as safely as possible. Yes. Here's here's what I would say. Uh, I love it. Like like I actually do like this book. Um, the, the the layout, design, and art is a little bit rough, but uh, like more the the cover art, but. Um, 
the presentation is pretty great. Here's the note yep. that I would give for this, though. If you back this, back it under the radar and don't share this a lot. Like, this should be the only thing that goes public about this thing. Because mm. this thing is not SRD compliant. Which oh. means they are going to get a cease and desist if they get too loud from Watsy. Mm. Um, so... I mean, you can you can tell right out the gate with words like Warforged and Air Croker sitting in their samples, right? Oh, I yeah. can't use those words. Uh, um, yeah. So, I say that to say, um, as much as I like this and it's funny and good for it, don't share this on social media. Don't talk about it. This the podcast should be the only thing you hear about it, unless you're okay with it getting canceled before it before it gets out the gate. And we've had well, that happen. And, and if that happens with uh, with, some, with a couple that I've I've backed, yeah, they, me they too. got uh, got axed. But man, if this thing is canceled, that will be shitty. <laughs> all right, <laughs> well let's move on. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right, so John, uh, this is the only. Okay, I'm going to be honest here. This is the only mm-hmm. one that I have already backed, and oh. I was ready to back it before it went live. Wow. Okay. So then, you know what? Then I am happy to demur. And if you would like to, uh, if you'd like to take the reins on this one, I, I, yeah. I would be happy yeah. to allow okay. you. Okay. Well, Go I'll do it, that please. then. Uh, okay. So I'm going to talk about Hell Knight, which is a Doom Biker RPG rule art book inspired by badass metal covers in the spirit of a strange decade. Ride Beyond and Behold. It's the Roaring 80s, and Hell just broke loose. Literally. Mm-hmm. Um, like it knows what it wants to be and it does that thing like Mm -hmm. that's that's what i that's all i want right like it's it's like the cover alone is like it's very 80s metal Mm -hmm. oh yeah the hell not and like the chrome font with Mm -hmm. black background that's distressed to heck right like like you, I saw that, and I was like, "I'm going to back this as long as there is not an, as long as there is a tier that is below eighty dollars." Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, like it, it just it it presents, and it's like, "Yeah, this is what we're gonna be." And I'm like, "Yeah, that that's cool." Like, I I'm not a doom biker from the '80s, but like, I want what you're selling there, right? Um, and then you scroll down, and you've got art that like there's a freaking limited edition poster um that is right on track um but there's all sorts there's there's several pieces of art in here that tell me what sort of a book it's going to be which is a book that is like it just it cares more about attitude and evoking things than it does about maintaining a certain style and um, I think that was enough. And and then I looked down and I'm like, you can get a copy of this book, a physical copy of this book for $26. Oh, hmm. damn. Um, and it says Hell Knight is a Doom Biker RPG setting based in the 80s that will be presented in a visually stunning art book. Each page will feature mind-blowing illustrations and powerful writing, which will inspire you to delve further into the world, which feels like your favorite badass metal album cover. Um, the book will be will provide a fully immersive agnostic setting uh, experience with an optional system of preference, which has been tried and tested successfully with all their former works. Um, 
The game will feature black comedy, ultraviolence, and a deep lore. Cool. I'm in. Right? Like. Oh my gosh. If that does not sell you, the fact that they have a 57 song playlist. Oh my gosh. On the <laughs> Kickstarter. And they're good too. There's and I'm looking at this and I'm dude. like, oh my God, this is my high school years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it starts out with Heaven and Hell. Oh, Black yeah. Sabbath. I'm like, hello. And then you got Judas Priest in there, Acid Kings, Slayer. I'm just looking at the, like, Fast Queens Way. of the Stone Age. Oh my God. The oh Stooges my. are in here. Pantera. Dude. Pink Floyd. Yeah. And listen, here's so, the other thing that, that we should take in mind they have regular stretch goals, which they're plowing through. Right, mm-hmm. like they're doing a good job of, of hitting those notes. Right now, the book is soft cover, and there's 424 backers. 47 days ago, this thing is going to go on for eternity. Mm-hmm. And if they reach 666 backers, it becomes a hardcover. You're going to get a freaking hardcover for $26. Dude. Right? It's a no, like, this is a no brainer. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, so uh, $3,500 goal to reach 16,424 backers, 47 days to go, and it's committing. I don't think now, caveat, I do not believe that they're going to deliver this in January. I think the book is probably done, but I don't think that we're getting a book in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's proposing a delivery of January 2022. I think we're going to get a PDF in January 2022 at best. Um, I would expect this to deliver in March, April, May, somewhere in there. Um, just kind of a warning klaxon for people who look at that and consider backing. Um, any Oh, oh, oh. And um, they've partnered with Exalted Funeral mm-hmm. for fulfillment, which doesn't mean that and it's printing will be done. by. Okay, now hang on. Pause. Printing will be done by Mixam. All right, so that means that it's going to be done domestically, which means maybe they can deliver when they say they're going to deliver, and then it's going to be fulfilled by Exalted Funeral. So they've got a local fast printer kicking it out, and then they've got a pro at fulfillment fulfilling it. It's possible that they drop in January, but that's a long shot. Especially when you're doing a 47-day campaign. Folks, they're not going to even end till January. <laughs> Halfway through January. Like, like literally, right? Like, like 47 days means um, there's 26 days left in this year. They're not going to end the campaign until January 21st. And then it's going to be two weeks before they collect the money from Kickstarter. There, there's no way they fulfill this before. You, you, don't, you aren't even going to get a PDF until February. Uh, just a heads up. Uh, Joe, this is uh, Hell Night, and it's it's the insta back of the evening yep. so far, I think. So, uh, Bear Droid is asking. We'll co- put a quick pause in our topics, real quick, to say: uh, Have you seen a general delay in delivery of Kickstarters due to supply chain issues? One hundred percent. Like, and it is across the board, bar none. Everyone. Um, Whatever date they're saying is probably them being a little like this guy didn't know what he was doing by saying January. Like that's not going to happen. But most people, even if they say they're being conscious of shipping, you still need to give them like two or three months at least. And if it's a hardcover and it's a big project, add another three months on top of that. Um, 
I don't think that a book can deliver on time at this point in a reasonable time frame at this point unless it is a zine. And even then it could be tricky. Uh, a hardcover, they are, it's a wing and a prayer that they deliver anywhere near it because they're going to order from overseas and it's going to be made according to the overseas schedule and supply material, which is a big question mark. And then it's going to get shipped to the States and that cargo container is going to run, have to run a literal gauntlet to get past the port. And then it has to run another literal gauntlet to get out of like the port side warehouses. Mm -hmm. Right there. And there are products that have been sitting out in the coast for four months, right? That have been done. The crate is there, but they haven't even made landfall yet. So yeah, it's all like, just be patient with people at this point is the only thing they can, the only reasonable thing to say. It's a crapshoot. It's a Mm crapshoot. Yeah, I mean, shoot, Watsy can't get a book across, and they they yep. probably are top priority for their printers, and they're not they're not delivering on time. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it is getting better, as Andrew said. It's getting better slowly, um, and and could always turn back to getting worse. So, um, yeah. uh, all right, uh, let's move away from Hell Knight. Um, we spend enough people's money. Troy, yep. you got a couple more here. I do. Uh, Relics of Forgotten Sorcery. Uh, it's a it's a deck of cards that offers uh, a new way for players to earn rare loot. Um, and it's not just your standard deck of magic item cards. It has that of of unique items, but it also has tokens that you can pu- punch out and put on your play mats. And also has STL files that you can 3D print some of these relics to uh, give something that's tactile for your players to hold on to. I love that. Yeah. I'm salivating. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It and it comes in a, a cool little uh, metal deck box. Um, the artwork on the cards is really cool, and you get uh, like the little flavor piece and the full full page of art, and you flip it over, and it tells you all about what it does um this is like this is this doesn't happen every time we do this happens every once in a while this is the type of product that i see and like the tokens are cool but like the idea itself is like i want to make something like like that not that Mm -hmm. but i want to make something like that like it inspires me to want to create a thing Mm -hmm. And that's the one of the highest compliments I can give a Kickstarter is if it makes me want to do something similar myself. Yeah, yeah. The tokens are like a, a thick uh, card, cardstock, cardstock, yeah. like what you would find in a board game kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one side of it is like a, a flagstone, mm-hmm. so that way you can put it on your on your battle mat or or, or whatever, and flip it over and it is corresponding to the uh, the card itself uh, but yeah I just I dig I dig this idea the STL files are cool the items are cool like this one here contaminated potion stiffened by death the rodent's carcass 
makes for a foul cork to the tonic within. So mm. you've got this potion bottle with half a rat sticking out of the top. Mm. And so whatever's inside this potion is being twisted and morphed. And so if your players are, are brave enough to uncork it and drink it, who knows what it's going to do to them. You know, just stuff like that. It's just really cool. So I adore the things that this is doing, right? Is the pro so the so let's take a look at it from a new from a from a top down perspective. Three thousand dollars is what they've raised so far with twenty two days to go. They have been live for a week. There's a problem with this campaign, not with the product, but with the campaign, right? Mm-hmm. For a physical product like this, for it for it to have cards, for it to have STL files. For it to have tokens, there's a problem. And that problem is the cost. Right? I adore this. I considered backing it, and I don't back card decks, mm-hmm. right? But they want, and I, again, I love the cards. I love the presentation. I love everything about this. It's like a really cool thing. They want $63 for their card deck. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Like, that card deck better be 500 cards. And I don't think that it is. Um, it's 54 cards. Mm-hmm. It's 54 cards. There is no way that it's worth $63. I'm sorry. Like, like, I love this. I adore this. I want to own this. I can't pay $63 for a deck of cards. Right. Right. Yeah, and $90 for the physical deck and the digital rewards. And then, does that give you? And and the STL files. So, I mean, uh, seventy-one dollars gets you the physical deck, the digital rewards, and the STL files. Which that that that's a lot. And I don't. Um, uh, there is a. There is not a physical option for the tokens at the moment unless it's an add-on on the back end. Oh, I mean, it uh, says physical tokens. Physical deck and tokens is 74 US. Early bird is 72, looks like. Got it. Yep, there it is. 70. Yep, 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 yep. you got it. No, wait, wait, hang on, hang on. Okay. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Ignore me, ignore me. You're right, you're right. And then the all, I guess the all-in is... The PNG library, STL, tokens, card deck, the whole shoot and match, the it, all the digital stuff is seventy-eight dollars to get yeah. to get the whole thing. For the early bird, eighty-two. For the early bird, yeah, eighty-two, thank you. Yeah. 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 Anyhow, I, I don't mean to to I don't mean to 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 I, I want this to succeed and I want it to do well. And I love this product, right? So this is this is more about wishing that they had been able to bring that price down. Maybe they maybe they have a maybe they're going for a collector's grade item or maybe they're going for maybe that maybe their warehouse and things it's just that cost like I'm not telling them they should have been cheaper or they they have to I'm just saying mm-hmm. for me it took it from a I want this to like there's no way I buy this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right well then you tack on shipping and then you tack yeah. on shipping yeah right yeah um and you gotta guess that the shipping on this is at least going to add $10 because it's in Canada, uh, right? 
Yeah, it's Canada is Canada and U.S. is fifteen can- Canadian. So it's like what, like 10, 10, 12, something like twelve that. bucks. Yeah. 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 Whew. Whew. All right. Well, uh, anything else you wanted to talk about here, Troy? No, I like you know I agree. the 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 price is is a little you know a little bitey, but the the concept and what you get is just so stinking cool. The cards are really really good looking. Uh, the metal box. The, the tokens are a neat idea that I'd never even thought of something like that to, for your battle uh, scenarios mm-hmm. your, your, to play at mm-hmm. the table. Um, and then you've got the STL files to create all of those different yeah. items, which is just so cool to, to toss that out to a player. Yeah, you found it. There you go. That's what it is. Yeah, and you could print these, and then you could you could even like retrofit your character, your mini tuppy to have the thing, right? Yeah, almost. Yeah, if you yeah resize it and get it done, that would, yeah, that would be yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, that cool. Would be cool. Awesome. All right. Well, let's keep going because we're almost done here, uh, and then we're going to try to sneak in a, an actual topic uh, in our next episode. So yeah, um, we got to keep moving. Keep All right, moving. go for it. All right, murder at Morley's workshop for one pound. Coming out of Great Britain, a little one-shot adventure for uh, levels one through three. Nice artwork, nice maps. It's a murder mystery. Um, strange things are afoot around the workshop, and I mean, it's a it's a it's a pound, yeah, which is two bucks U.S. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, do I need to say anything else about it? I mean, seriously, um, check it out. Dark Realm Roleplay. It's the fourth one that uh, that they've created. Um, I'm not. I'm not even going to tell you what the mis- You know what, what they say about the mystery. It's it's a it's a it's two bucks. Yeah, check it if you. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're a mis- if you're an adventure purchaser, a mystery uh, person, I think it's no brainer. Yeah, and it's a cool little one shot. Just grab yeah. it, and it's it. made by a cartographer, right? Like that's another win for mm-hmm. it in the sense of like you're also getting some a couple slick maps. Which I think is always a selling point. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, John, last two. Yep. All right. So, man, for those of you that enjoyed watching Onward, the, the latest, oh, yeah. one of the what Disney's uh, or Pixar, excuse me, Pixar slash Disney's latest uh, CG movies. If you enjoyed that. Uh, one of the games, uh, the game actually, the the uh, the Dungeons and Dragons stand-in for that game was called Quests of Yore. If you want to play Quests of Yore, well, you can play Quests of Yore. Say no, no so more. Yes, say no more. Quests of Yore. Right. I'm going to break a bit of the tradition with the crowdfunding quarter. This is not crowdfunded. This is that. This is something that's already <sighs> existing. It's out there. Just go ahead and Dang purchase it, it, and you're good to go. John. But I mean, come why on, do you man. have if to you, do this? Because it's what I do. It's what we do to each other, honestly. Oh it's my it is a, a for ages eight and up. So if you want your younger players to play something that they can glom onto directly, it's not D and D, it's quests of your it's from that movie that they, they watched, right? It's two to five players, it's 90, 90 minutes, it's an RPG. Fifty bucks. <sighs> Fifty bucks, and it looks great. Like I've got, they have examples of the the character sheets that are. In, it's a full blown character sheet, backgrounds, ability scores. Like uh, the the ability scores that they use are 
bravely, cleverly, patiently, quickly, socially. They're actually referred to as approaches. How do you approach this? Uh, and then Dang assists. It. Lion's will, item card, power card, spell card, support. This thing looks so good. This is what I... Like, whenever you watch the movie, this is what you wanted it to be. It, it looks it like is. to me. It looks so good. Dun- Dungeon Master screen. They got some cards and tokens and minis and dice. They've got the Manticore mini. They do. They do indeed. It also uh, has it also has an ability uh, like an ability tracker that is like as you get better at things you go from a D four to a D twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Seems like I like, like that sort. Of, yeah, which feels a lot like the what the mechanic that they utilize or similar to the cam- mechanic they used in uh, the Goonies board game. Yeah, you know, the better you are, the higher the die that you're rolling to increase your your numeric possible values, right? Man, this is this looks like uh, here's the thing I can tell you all day long I can describe this to you like what's included a tome of quests the player's guide 151 spell and item cards ally cards tavern card hex tiles yada 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 we can go through the whole thing if we want to uh, but I mean honestly if you loved the movie and you were thinking it would be really cool if they made that as an actual game hey guess what they did and it looks good and I've gone through a handful of the videos that they've got. There are actually tons and tons of references in here. If you want to know what the game is before you actually play it, they've done that for you. They've given you ple- oh, uh, blank character sheets, pre-generated character sheets, because, yes, they've got pre-gens that are in there, but you can make your own quester in the quest of yore. Uh, but if you want to know if the game is any good or not, if you want to play it or not, they've given you like dozens of different videos that you can sift through. Uh, there's even a documentary on how it was made, a character sheet walkthrough, review videos, playthroughs, unboxing videos. It's on and on and on and on and on. This thing looks so good. I, I bought it for the family. So I mean, uh, the only thing that's going to keep me from buying it is because I probably want to hold it in my hands. And I bet you it's going to come to Target or another like mm. like it. It's not a matter of will I or won't I own this. I probably will at some point for all the reasons you just said. Mm-hmm. Um. But I will probably pick it up at a local store. You can also get it off Amazon, though. So if you're if you want to avoid paying the shipping from ordering at uh, yes. USAopoly or whatever, um, uh, uh, so I think there's a couple of options there. You shouldn't pay more than fifty bucks for it. Mm-hmm. So. Agreed. Cool. Awesome, man. All right. Uh, Troy, last one. Last one. Uh, the, these things are called combat lifters, and it is a stackable, magnetized, clear plastic thing to show elevation on your battle mat. Um, mm-hmm. If you've if you've watched any of the Critical Role stuff, um, they use these in some of the cam you know, some of the encounters in their campaigns, uh, similar to this, but not quite like this. These have uh, some interesting things to it. Uh, you check out the little video on them. They're magnetized to help, you know, if you bump into them mm-hmm. and they, they move around, they're not going to come flying apart as easy. You can position them in different ways uh, because the, the the tab that goes into the bottom is, uh, I believe, hexagonal or mm-hmm. octagonal. And you can move the, the, the base around. I'm 
doing hand motions for those people on the podcast so that they understand what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> the bases are all blocked out in one inch squares, so that way it doesn't matter where on the, uh, the height you're at, you know what spot you are on the grid. Also, the clear plastic sitting on the battle map itself, you can see what's mm -hmm. going on underneath. Um, pretty pretty interesting stuff. Um, a, a little on the salty side, the early bird uh, basic set is about $47. Not not horrible. Um, doesn't include shipping. And it, that is the uh, the basic set in the early bird. You can get uh, for 94 the early, early bird basic set plus a bonus set so that you've got more mm -hmm. and, and can go even higher well it's, it's kind of a neat little idea i like it yeah well listen here's the thing they expected this to skyrocket and it's not going to do that um mm -hmm. but uh, i i do wish them well because i like this product um you know their stretch goals here communicate what they expected their first stretch goal is at eight thousand dollars <laughs> And they show stretch goals every basically five to ten thousand dollars there on out uh, past fifty thousand, and um, they're at twenty five hundred bucks. Mm. Um, yeah. So, so. But they do I, have fifty three days left to go. Fifty three days. But someday somebody will learn that like more days doesn't mean more money. Mm. <laughs> it means it means more nail biting in the middle. <laughs> right now. Uh, where I think, aside from possibly uh, poor Kickstarter campaign planning, um, I do love the idea of what they've got for oh, yeah. the stretch goals. They've got cloud sets, spell toppers like uh, Bigsby's Magical Hand. Um, you can mm -hmm. get a Prestige Edition, which is a weighted felt base. Uh, wind sets, mechanical sets, um, flame sets floating island tops yeah so there's a lot of cool things that could that, that they can do with this and uh i'm looking forward if we don't see i mean it's almost it's almost hit their goal because they have a they have an initial goal of right around four thousand dollars and and it's definitely going to fund it may not fly through the stretch goals like they hope mm -hmm. um but at least this kind of gives an idea of what this can do and mm -hmm. i hope they don't feel shot down by not hitting those stretch goals but you know rethink how this works maybe put out another campaign in a couple more months for some of those individual stretch goals by themselves and just do yeah. that and you can you know you can go back and get more of the basic set you can get some cloud toppers or some mm -hmm. flames or whatever mm -hmm. and i you know, show me what those are going to actually look like, and and that would be that would be pretty sweet. Um, the, I think it's supposed to be delivered in October of next year. I think one of the things that kind of concerned is probably too strong a term, but one of the things I'm curious about. Let's say that these things are chunky. Yes, like when you look at them, they're I, I'm assuming resin or whatever. They it look is, like dupe they're lovers. Using. It's they're, they're, they're kind of really like really yeah. they're really not even just like how the mass like how big or volume i should say but like they look really dense like these are heavy they like, would clack around inside of something that's not i mean that's mm -hmm. not necessarily a bad thing it could mean that they are going to 
they're not going to jostle on the table uh, as that's much. That's what I'm thinking. That's what right? I'm thinking. Yeah, so it's, again, it's not it's not a knock necessarily. I, I want I, this is one of the things that I would want to see at a convention that I could hold and mm-hmm. take a look at and before I kind of pull the trigger on it. That's why it makes me a little bit more apprehensive because I want to see it in action. On a video would be nice, right? That's one well, of the they, things they, I think is missing have, out here they too. They do have a video. If you scroll down, um, they have uh, someone interacting with some of the. I'm ge- I'm assuming they're the prototype parts. Well, these are like, right. These are like animated. Gifts. I'm, th- I'm talking more along the lines no, no, of like no. a... No, 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 no. They... Scroll down, there's, there's a guy moving stuff around. Yes, those are animated GIFs, right? Am I wrong? It's not like I, think, Troy, I think what Troy's saying is that they're videos of, of somebody interacting with they actual... They are. Product. I'm getting more along the lines of like, is like an actual... I want to hear how they move and how they clack together to kind of give me an indication of how solid they are or like just how they interact. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too nitpicky about it, but like it's one of those, they just seem like it'd be really dense if nothing mm-hmm. else. It's not a bad yeah. thing. Like I said, it, mm-hmm. they, they, I would figure that they would, they would sit on the table better if they were heavier like mm-hmm. that. They wouldn't get knocked yeah. over as easily. Yeah. Correct. Hmm. Correct. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this crowdfunding corner. We managed to plow through a billion projects in a billion minutes, but uh, that's the way we do things here. I, I will say, uh, for those of you in the streaming universe, and also for our listeners back at home, you're probably going to get a bonus episode here in just a minute, uh, because we have a topic that can't wait any longer. Um, until that time, though, and whenever that pops up into your feed... Uh, First and foremost, we'd encourage you to check out these Kickstarters and projects uh, on the various platforms. All the links are in the show notes. After you've done that, and after you've picked up one, two, three, or four, go over to our Discord. Link will be in the show notes there as well. And uh, tell us what you picked up. That would be awesome. Uh, And until next week, thanks to John, thanks to Troy, thanks to Chat, and we'll see you next time. Have a great game, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Stay safe.